All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season two. It's episode one of Mercatus's very own podcast, Digital Grocer. And this is kind of exciting because I'm here on the couch in our booth, joined by uh, Mark Ferris, Senior Director of Marketing. Mark? I'm feeling out of sorts. Why are you feeling out of sorts? For those who don't know, we record this in a small little meeting room. Yes. In the Mercatus office in Toronto. Yes. And now we're on the show floor. And I'm lounging on a love seat. <laughs> you are. People are looking at us. What's he talking into? This thing in front of That's his right. face. That's right. And we're at NGA in beautiful San Diego. I do like San Diego. I've met some San Diegans. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. I, I think there was a scene in uh, Anchorman. Anchorman. About this. We have not seen Ron Burgundy. No, no, unfortunately. And, unfortunately. And this is the beginning of season two, so mm -hmm. we thought it'd be apropos to kind of do it straight from the trade show floor, which is something that we, no, you and I have talked about doing, yep. but we just yep. never had the chance. Well, we were thinking about doing it from NRF, but yes. it's, it's a bit challenging to kind of lug a bunch of gear around and microphones and try and go through U.S. customs and security and all this stuff, right? I'm quite impressed with how miniaturized the setup is now here. It's not like what we have in the office, no, right? It's a no. little bit more compact, which That's is right. great. So I'm hoping the audio quality is going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. This is our first time Mercatus being at NGA okay. in years. Yes. I think the last time we were here was maybe five, six years ago, mm -hmm. probably around the same time our sales director started, Tim mm -hmm. Zimmerman. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting show because the format, and Mark, you know this, but you know we were a sponsor at CART, yep. which is a kind of, I qualified as an event in an event. Correct. Which was great. We had some of our customers up on stage. That was fantastic. Which was, you know, Ron Bonacci from Wise Market. That's right. John Deanna from Berkshire. Yep. I mean, they professed about Mercatus and what we do for them. Right. And it's kind of cool when you hear from the customer's perspective, it's entirely different. And I would say that Berkshire's and Weiss, in the context of NGA, are fairly larger or the largest retailers likely attending. And I think the value of bringing them in is so that the smaller independent operators can take lessons away from their experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, it, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that NGA is fundamentally known mm -hmm. as being the trade show for the smaller local operator. And, you know, funny enough, the reason I say that is this morning, I didn't tell you this. So this morning I got up super early, like 4 a.m. I was like, my day was going to be sad. I was going to go to the gym. And yeah. you didn't message me? I didn't message you, <laughs> but I could see you through the window. And I go downstairs. Okay, more about that later. As I'm in the elevator, there's a lady talking to me. and She's got this North Carolina accent. And we're just chatting. And, and she says to me, she goes, uh, you're up early. And I said, yeah. I said, and you're leaving. She had her suitcase with her. She goes, yeah, it's got to fly back to North Carolina. I said, oh, you're from Charlotte. She goes, she goes, no, I'm from Wilmington. I said, Wilmington. She goes, yeah, I'm here with my father for NGA. And I looked at her and said, oh, that's interesting. So am I. I was at the cart session yesterday presenting. She goes, oh, I was. I, I saw you. I was at the cart session. I said, what? she says, what, are you the CEO of the company, Mercatus? I go, yeah, yeah. So what do you do? And she goes, oh, my father owns IGA. Oh, Wow. And, really? she, and she goes, so I explained what I do. She goes, yeah, we're, we're going to be rolling out e-commerce in the coming months. I said, oh, do you know who you guys went with? I think you guys were looking at Fresh Shop, mm -hmm. Rosie, and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And she goes, I don't know. I'm kind of running an offshoot business from the family holding company. And we just chatted, and she introduced herself. I can't remember if her name was Amber or Holly, mm -hmm. and so on. And we just kind of shook hands, and then she took off into the mist of San Diego. But, but you know, that's the value of being at a show like this. Yes. I mean, 
I think our decision to come here this year really was just to reassert the Mercatus presence. I mean, we have been so busy over the last three or four years yeah. getting the customers that we currently have online and into market with their platforms that I think it's now good that we go out and start sharing the experience and the stories of success that we've had. I was um, talking to someone the other day. I was talking to Trent, uh, mm-hmm. Trent Brookshire. Mm-hmm. He was asking me, how much travel do you do? And I'm like, I had to convert it into miles for him. But from January 10th, which was, what, three days before NRF, yep, yep. up until, I think, the end of January or maybe the end of the first week of February, covered literally 16,000 kilometers in flying. Unbelievable. Coast to coast, right? Twice, three times. Yeah, It's yep. crazy, and it's shaping up to be the exact same thing because once we're done here at NGA, I'm meeting up with Frank Lodadio, or VP mm-hmm. Client Success, and Andrew mm-hmm. Chang, business partner, and they're going to fly into San Diego, and then we're going to drive up to Las Vegas. Yep. We're going into Shop Talk. Yep. We're having, I think, 20, 20 um, one-on-one meetings. 20 one-on-one. We yep. got flooded with 56 requests, I think. Yep. And yep. so we had to kind of pare it back and, yep. and more focus on our target market, where we're getting a lot of interest from outside of grocery. You right. know, and, right. and grocery is our sweet spot. It's what we built the business on. It's what we focused. You know, I love... NGA because it's such a scrappy trade show and I say that in the nicest way because there's everything here an independent could want. It could be this beautiful wall of cheese <laughs> that we have in front of our booth and I hope that's fake cheese. Literally this this is like 20 feet tall. It's 20 feet tall. And 20 feet wide. I may scale it. <laughs> I may lick the wall. Uh, this cannot be transferred anywhere else, this wall, to be used for something else. <laughs> so it's not one of those types of walls. And, um, yeah, it's scrappy in the sense you have food retailers, you have NCRs here, ECRS is here. Uh, there is a Halloween costume pavilion. There is? Yes. That's amazing. We, have, we haven't gone there yet. We haven't. No. And that's pretty cool. So we have all those things. And so Shipt is here. Mm-hmm. I bumped into the our partnership. Yeah, yeah, our partners in crime are here. Yes. Yeah. And then I bumped into Inmar. I bumped into WorldPay. I, uh, this, is, this happened in, in, a, in a space of 10 minutes just mm-hmm. going looking for a restroom. Uh, so I bumped into a bunch of people. So that's why it's really good. I really appreciated the fact that yesterday we were able to attend and speak alongside some of our customers at the CART event. And there is something that was called out early in the presentation by Gary, Gary Hawkins, mm-hmm. uh, who's got a really good book out. It was launched here at the show, right? Yep, yep, the, yep. And I think the title is The Age of iRetail. Correct. Which is, uh, it's available on Amazon. You know, Gary early in, in the presentation and in his son, Sterling, Sterling went up and kind of talked about how we're really on the precipice of some major changes and exponential changes within the context of the grocery retail. And early on, when we kind of all got into the room before everything kicked off, I was sitting next to Ron Bonacci and I was having conversations with some of the other presenters. And I said, this is the most exciting time to be in this vertical simply because I'm finding more often than not, and this is a juxtaposition mm-hmm. to like 10 years ago, where you would go meet a retailer and they necessarily didn't have the on-site talent to be able to have strong digital marketing Correct. conversations, yep. right? Yep. And, and some of the lingo we use and you've used historically, yep. right, because of your background, yep. is starting to seep into retail. We're now able to have strong technology conversations. Now, we're no longer talking about how nefarious cloud computing is right. and you should, everything should be on-prem. You know, there's a general expectation that everything should be in cloud. 
Um, so that was really refreshing to hear those experts at CART say, hey, rate of change is, is exponential. Now's the time to adapt. You need to evolve. You need to move forward. Status quo is not an option. Correct. Yep. And, and you need to giddy up. I found that really refreshing. Mark, I mean, you've been with Mercatus how long now? Uh, almost two years. What's the, the biggest thing when you think out of 2019, mm-hmm. 2020, what kind of gets you jazzed? On the market side, I think it's this gradual transformation, business maturity of the vertical that we're selling into. They all recognize that their digital futures are dependent on the experience that they're able to give to their clients, their customers, the shoppers. And they're looking around and they need help, especially in the tier that we play with. They may not have the full extent of the resources necessary to bring a full e-commerce experience to fruition. Uh, So they're looking for strong partners. And I think that message is what Mercatus has been about for the last five, six years. And I think the message is finally starting to translate in the market. And I I think that's that's exciting. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting you say that because it kind of equates a little bit to what John Deanna said yesterday up on stage at, at the card event. You have to judiciously pick your partner. Right. And we've been fortunate enough that we are the partner, in fact, to Brookshire's. And he said, you have to pick the right partner that understands how to leverage the technology that you have existing in your own environment, right. as well as bring the expertise to the table to know how to leverage that pre-existing technology and marry it with kind of the secret sauce and kind of everything else, which is really what we do at Mercatus. And that, and that comes from experience. You know, it's, you know, have we done everything perfect out of the gate? No. Right. But we know what the bumps are. We know what the pitfalls can be. We bring that experience and that intelligence to future customers, and we provide them that strong guidance. And we're not afraid to say no. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. That resonates with me, what you just said, because what I found historically in the past, you know, being the CEO of this company, is that when you're onboarding a retailer, mm-hmm. there's a difference between commerce being a strategic initiative versus commerce being a defensive position, right? So offense, defense. So right. if, if customers are approaching this from a defensive perspective, you know, I check the box. And I think we covered this historically in the past with, mm-hmm. with Britain Lad in, yeah. the, in their first episodes of season one. At the end of the day, Mercatus is not going to be necessarily the right choice. Right. But if you're taking a, a strategic approach to wanting to do e-commerce, A, to generate revenue, positive ROI, and capture basket, right, market share away mm-hmm. from your competitors, 100% we're going to be the right fit. What I find, though, is as the market is shifting and there is this clear need to be ready out there and to do things, that rate of patience that retailers have to be able to transform across the entirety of the business, not just vis-a-vis implementing e-commerce, is getting short, right? So that's why you have to be, and John said it so eloquently, you have to really spend a good amount of time and understanding that Picking a partner is not just picking a partner and connecting a bunch of technology, but it is implementing change management within your own business. Yeah, yeah. That's a- important. Across multiple internal business operations. Uh, you know, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And even some of the stuff that we're kind of seeing happening in the industry, right? And I'm just going to wax philosophically mm-hmm. for a minute here. You know, the big announcement in AdAge this week, Mark, you posted it internally on our, our uh, Slack channel. That was Walmart. Uh, sorry. Uh, did I, what did I say? <laughs> did I say Instacart? No, no, no. You said Walmart. I did. Thank no. you. 
Uh, I thought I was just I had a seniors moment. <laughs> Alexa, Siri. <laughs> hey, Google. It's like going through all the, your kids' names, and I don't have kids, uh, until you find the right one. But you're kind of like, you know, the big announcement is Walmart ditched WPP. Yep. Pulling in their whole digital ad sales kind of framework in-house. That's right. Likely going to run this out of Bentonville. They may decide to run it out of their office on the West Coast, although I'm not so sure yep. they would do that. Yep. Or they may have an office in Chicago. Who knows? I know that historically Walmart used to use IPG, specifically Howard Draft. Mm -hmm. Draft, F Draft FCB was involved. Um, I'm not sure if that's still the case. I think Draft historically had been sold to IPG in the years of Phil Geyer, kind of all those guys. But it'll be interesting to see what Walmart does. And I think there is a, there is a strong appetite in the case of a lot of retailers going out there to create a form of ad network where I would think their hope is that they can go out and grab mm -hmm. above the line media dollars. Right, so above yep. the line yep. has been traditionally TV, radio, and print. Retailers don't see that. All the mass marketing tools. All the mass marketing yep. tools. TV's not so great anymore because everyone's shifting to to watching videos on their mobile device and right. so on. But the digital budgets are evenly split between two conglomerates, Facebook and Google. That's right. So I'm interesting to to see how Walmart is going to want to pull those things in house in the context of their trade dollars and if they'll have enough pull to be able to take it away from the Googles and the Facebooks of the world. Yeah. yeah. And even Amazon. Amazon is... A hundred percent. Number one when it comes to um, product, product ad placements. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, the amount of time that I, I've been to Chicago mm -hmm. and, you know, going to those small event shows that we've done in the past, and I, the name of the company escapes me, Gary. Gary works for them. Oh, this is uh, not helping our guests, our <laughs> listeners right now. Gary who? We don't know Gary. <laughs> Gary could be the guy that works on the car wash. That's right. But it's he doesn't work at a car wash. Yeah. He's a former roadie for Van Halen. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And he, he's hopefully he's going to be listening to this. What we've seen is, you know, there is that even split between Google and Facebook. And talking to the kind of the marketing experts that are out there in the world of digital, there's still this quite frank notion of it's not about reach anymore. Right. So you know this as much as anyone else. It's about targeting. And it's conversion. And conversion. Yeah. So how Walmart's going to play this game and the regional retailers want to get into this. But yeah. I don't I don't know if they have enough. And this comes at a time when Walmart announces record e-commerce sales. 43% right. increase. And so they're marrying the eyeballs they're getting online. Yeah. With now a full-blown in-house media agency. Right. I don't know if they have the wherewithal for that. I guess time will tell. I don't know. That's, I was telling you the story about Walmart TV and how mm -hmm. that was just a fiasco. And they had a couple of agencies in Chicago involved. Mm -hmm. Walmart TV was a big thing in, in Canada. because. And it, you said this wasn't the first time this has happened. This has been no. This is like a historical yeah. behavior on the part of Walmart. It is. And they would have the Walmart TV set up in Canada. They were trying to do it in the United States. Walmart TV mm -hmm. in Canada was a spinoff of, I think it maybe was an acquisition or something out of Shopcast. I really can't remember. Shopcast became 03. Okay. Anyways. Now, the big challenge that they had, every, everyone believed narrow casting in TVs and retail was kind of be, going to be a revolution. 
But again, the fundamental principle is no one had good planogram data. No. no one had good program product data. I cut my teeth in marketing, working for a conference producer. Okay. And one of the first properties that we went out with was digital signage and retail. And the number one issue, you had the system integrators and all the hardware people pushing it. This will be the next big wave in in-store engagement. But it comes down to the content. A hundred percent. Right. And if you didn't have the content, all the systems in, in place, there's going to be no no return on it from a consumer perspective. Yeah. You know, on top of that, you mentioned content, but it was also the notion of, in Walmart's case, was the content that was being displayed lining up with the products on the end cap, products in the yep. aisle. Yep. And, and that was ended up being the demise. The only good, so not the only good, but the retailer that succeeded at this, and this is anecdotally, mm-hmm. was Target. So Target had internally their own pre-media mm-hmm. group and the TVs that were on display in their electronic section. Yep. The content being played on those TVs was supplied by Energizer, Walt Disney, Marvel, and so on. And the content was kind of the creative was taken over by the pre-media group and then eventually kind of put out. And it was it made money for them like gangbusters. But there was no agency. There was no notion of merchandising. It wasn't really necessary. I'm not sure what that program ended up. So I think that's going to be a big topic for 2019. So I'm excited to see that. I'm also... And, yeah. and to bring it back to NGA, it's, so there's opportunities for smaller retailers to also benefit from the ad networkification right. of digital media when it comes to retail sales. Yeah, there's when we started Mercatus, and before Mercatus, quite frankly, when I was at Springboard Retail Networks, and we mm-hmm. had kind of designed the, the computer and the shopping cart and stuff like that, it was supposed to be funded through an ad model. You know, spent a lot of time with a lot of agencies, a lot of CPGs, kind of understanding, you know, the balance between distribution and the balance ulti- ultimately between uh, conversion, mm-hmm. right? Being able to prove that a person bought something because they were influenced. And what we kind of realized early on is that it's not an easy thing to do mm-hmm. that a, a small independent retailer with 10 locations unless they're very niche you know when i say niche i'm thinking dean and deluca right you know that would have like cafe du monde which is a very expensive coffee dean and deluca could command a little bit more attention than maybe something that's a little bit more homegrown in terms of in terms of a retailer i think that there's an opportunity for a lot of these independence to get together to create a quote-unquote virtual conglomerate that would be able to have some sort of mass appeal for the CPGs that are out there in, in the market. The challenge fundamentally with the business model to go after those quote-unquote above-the-line media dollars mm-hmm. is it will require, and again, Sterling and, and Gary talked about yep, this yesterday, yep is the merchants internal to the business are going to have to start to realize that they're going to have to have different style conversations with the CPGs on their TPRs. Right. Right, on their trade and promotion dollars. Because you and I both know that, unfortunately, there are retailers out there, and we saw this in the last U.S. recession, that when those trade dollars started to shrink, some retailers got into some really hot water. Yeah. And then you could see exactly how where the revenue was coming from. 100%. Yeah. And, you know, you have profitability in certain categories. Yeah. It's all dependent on the trade dollars. 
and the bonus structure for the category manager. And it, it's a drug. Yeah. I hate to say it, and it really comes down to two very large retailers, three very large retailers in the United States that kind of really controlled the ebb and flow of some of those dollars and to the detriment of the industry. And that's why I get excited for 2019 because I think the age of personalization is upon us. Oh, absolutely. Yep. You know, Even the yep. results Mercatus has seen with its aisle one product. That's right. Right? I think it was, is it a 13% lift mark? I can't remember the exact $13. Yeah. Uh, per week, per, per engaged week. shopper. And then yeah. $700 annually. Yeah. Which per, is per shopper. Per shopper. Yeah. That's when you extrapolate that in some of this stuff that we've done, that's over 45 million yeah. US dollars in additional gross revenue. Yeah. Now, if you start to calculate the contribution margin of that, I mean, it's, it's compelling numbers. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of this new technology is upon us. And how is that going to affect trade and promo dollars? We just don't know yet. And I think that's going to be interesting. NGA, I'm excited. Yeah. Like I'm having, you know, just being here, conversations are rich. Yeah. People walking by with bagpipes, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. There is a... Uh, we'll have to splice that in later. Uh, and there's a bear over there. Okay. It's not a real bear. Is that, is that over my shoulder? I'm not going to turn yeah, around. Yeah. He's not Russian, so there's no collusion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just, I, yeah, this is such not a political you're, show. But you're in San Diego. It's okay. I'm in San Diego. I'm amongst good people yes. here. The other hot topic this year is that CCPA, since we're in California. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nebulous, to say the least. And just for the, the audience, so that's the California Consumer, Consumer Protection Act. Our private privacy, privacy act, act right? Privacy act. And comes into effect January 1, 2020. 2020. It is, it's not GDPR. No. It has elements that could be interpreted as being similar to GDPR. So the right to delete your data, the right, right to transport your data, stronger disclosure from the people that are collecting your data and what they're doing with it, which is good. A lot of this is in response to Facebook using you know the whole crisis that they had where mark zuckerberg had to yeah, actually go to yeah. congress and, and testify and california has historically been the leader in this space of privacy in canada pipita there's talks in parliament about potentially causing a change to pipita and adopting that we do know in, in the u.s ccpa has gathered the attention of a lot of the other states that are apparently formulating their own bill correct we're ahead of the curve on this at Mercatus, which I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about. So not to give it away, but we well, give we, it away, Mark. <laughs> we, we, we have engaged with the, uh, a very well-known privacy lawyer in Houston. He will be uh, producing alongside us two episodes of the upcoming Digital Grocer uh, yes. around the CCPA, what it means to grocery retailers and what you need to know and, and what the reality is and, and what some of the myths are. Yeah, and when I reached out to him, the one thing I've always wondered, mm -hmm. and we do this for ADA compliancy, WCAG 2.0, we're level AA, we indemnify our clients. And that's the, the American Disabilities the Act. Act yeah. yeah, and it's about to go through a transformation. 2.1 is going to come out. And again, that's it's so unclear, the law. And so on that side, we hired Accessible 360. Yep. We've done a podcast show with those guys. Yep. With ADA, we're able to have a quote-unquote expert come in and certify us. And so when I spoke to our new uh, attorney out of Houston, right. there is no such thing for CCPA. Mm -hmm. There's really no such thing. And where it gets really complicated 
if you're a retailer and you don't have a solid foundation in understanding your data flow and your data map, yeah. you know, for example, in Mercatus, when you use our technology and you sign up to clip coupons, whether you have a contract with an Inmar or Utech or, you know, Quotient or coupons.com, we go out and we create a link between your core Mercatus account, your core retailer account, your loyalty account, your loyalty card, and so on. So what happens if you request to delete? Do we delete your information on the third-party system? Do we report it? What's the financial impact? Because you know the rules here in the United States with the IRS, much like our own rules in, in Canada mm-hmm. with uh, our own revenue agency, is you have to maintain financial records. Right. So there's this whole level of complexity that kind of gets embedded in this. And we're just like, you know what, guys? Hands up. Let's just get the expert. And this gets to something. Bringing it back to uh, an earlier point in the conversation around, do you have a partner that sees this coming? Do your technology partners understand the implications of these legislative changes and what it could mean to you as a business that trades in consumer goods? Yeah. A lot of retailers could potentially be exposed. Oh, my God. A hundred percent. You know, the other day I was asked, I was approached with a technical question and, mm-hmm. and I was, you know, I had to scratch my head mm-hmm. and it was a question on EBT. Okay. What's EBT? EBT is, uh, the acronym escapes me, but it's, it's um, food stamps. Okay. And can you pay with using digital currency right. for food stamps? And, you know, when they asked me the question, I'm like, technically, yes. Mm-hmm requires a payment processor to have the infrastructure to do it and will require third-party integration, but it's not a technical hurdle, right? right? So this was a couple days ago here. It was at the car, before the card event. Okay. And I, they kind of looked at me and they go, well, well, our perspective, it is a technical challenge. I know you need to have approval from the state mm. and you need to have, yeah. So whoever is your agency that controls this you have to have some form of approval before they'll allow this to happen because it creates a whole other level of audit trail right online in terms of the potential misuse of dollars and so on so that was kind of one of those things like i was thank god i lived through this uh early on in in a past life past life for me was last year right and uh, i was able to kind of comment on that so that's CCPA is kind of one of the big things on the horizon. Some of the new stuff with ADA, compliancy. Right. Uh, God, there's so many things happening in, in 2019 for Mercatus. Yeah, and more. And more. <laughs> that we haven't talked about yet. but yeah. We haven't. And I, you know, the one thing that surprises me walking the show, where's the Instacart? Yeah. Where are they? <laughs> are they hiding behind that wall of cheese? It could be. <laughs> we've not we've not seen anything in the trades. No. You know, I know no. they, we've heard about some of the stuff well, that they're dealing with, right? Yeah, you had mentioned that you know, typically pre-IPO companies go into this quiet phase. Typically, but, you know, at this mm-hmm. point, the rumors of a, a prospectus being filed yeah. would be out there, you know, and then through the undercurrent of the industry, we would have gotten a copy because, you know, maybe some of us want to invest. Right. And maybe some of us don't. Right. Uh, it really depends. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of happens in, in that whole respect with, with Instacart. But listen, I wish them the best of luck in terms of what they're going to be tackling. I think we're also going to be announcing very shortly some new partnerships. Oh, we have a few press releases coming out, some exciting retailer and partnership announcements. Yeah. So I think that would be really cool. Yeah. 
trade shows this year. Mark, I think we're at Grocery Shop. We're the Level 5 sponsor. Level 5 sponsor. That's about six months from now. Time God, passed very quickly. Um, but we're looking forward to making some big announcements some there. And, and noise. Noise. And just building on their presence from last year. Yeah. In the meantime, though, you're off to Shop Talk. and Off to Shop Talk. May do a show from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with Mr. Lodadio. Perfect. That should be interesting to do that. We'll talk about what we're seeing over at that show. Uh, and then and oh, then it's back home, on the road. Yeah, and then uh, Home Delivery World in the beginning of Yeah, that's of April. right. That's in Philadelphia this that's year? That's in Philly, yeah. I remember going there two years ago when they had the show over in, in uh, Hotlanta. Yeah, yeah. And it was hot. And it was kind of interesting because it, it's such an important segment in it when you look at the life cycle and a journey of a shopper. Mm-hmm. And we got to see some really cool tech back then, which was hot and cold storage, locker format, where you can, you know, somebody can go deliver the food in there. You can go retrieve it as a consumer. A lot of cloud-based uh, solutions for routing vehicles, for making sure that they're properly stocked for the deliveries that they're about to do for the day. I'm not sure if the show happened last year. Yeah, there was a show last year. Mercatus did not attend. That's right. Uh, so we're going this we're year. We're going this year. Our friend, Britton Ladd, will be um, yes. chairing the grocery track. But it's it's just become such a bigger a bigger show. Yeah. You've got you know, automated delivery vehicles. You've got expansion of the last mile delivery ecosystem. You've got Mercatus now that has last mile delivery integrated into our capabilities and from a white label perspective so it's dispatch dispatch mercatus dispatch which is evolving yes with, with more news to come yeah and yeah. We're, we're integrating some more partners into that product yeah. right and that's yeah. going to be really cool and then i think i'm giving a keynote yes you are am i opening the show cutting a ribbon the, or something the uh we can arrange for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're opening the uh the grocery track conversation i want garden shears to be able to <laughs> cut that ribbon or maybe a whippersnipper most people probably don't know what a whippersnipper is but that's okay is that a canadian colloquialism oh it's like toque is it it's like you say toque <laughs> to someone and you said did you say toke no i said toque like you know double double i heard is cross the border is it yeah just, yeah but just in the um, american border state yes that's a good question to ask our audience yeah do you know what double double means if you know what a double double is email mark because he will share with you how to get a hold of us, and I will send you a hoodie. Yeah. But I'm just going to randomly pick one person. You're not all going to get a hoodie. Good. Full disclaimer right here. <laughs> no, I, you know, one's enough. Uh, all right, folks, we're going to tune out here. Thank you very much for joining us on Episode 1 of Season 2, Digital Grocer. We know we got some stuff to do here in uh, San Diego. And Mark, share with our audience how they can get a hold of us. Then get a hold of us by going to www.mercatus.com. Many avenues to reach out. You can email us directly. All the information is there on the website. Thanks, folks. (laughs) 